Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. This is Chad, your host, and this is our very first show. I want to introduce you to really what is Kairos Talks, what does it mean to be having a crucial conversation, and what is the heart behind what we're doing here with this show. Let's start first with a textbook definition of the word Kairos. Kairos is an opportune time in which to accomplish a crucial action. An opportune time in which to accomplish a crucial action. See, I'm, I'm stealing Kairos from the Greek a little bit. See, in the Greek times, uh, when they were shooting bows and arrows, uh, especially in, in the war context, the, the bows actually had a little notch through the middle. This notch was actually where the arrow would pass through the bow when the archer was shooting it. And the perfect time at which to release the arrow through the bow so that it hit its target and was, went unobstructed was called the Kairos the opportune time in which to achieve the crucial action of allowing this arrow to pass through the bow and therefore hit its target with the utmost accuracy. A couple things about the show, just so you're aware, we're going to do our best uh, to keep these shows right about 15 minutes so that they're a little easy to digest, but because we're having crucial conversations, which we'll talk about in just a second here, the topics are not going to be easily discussed within those 15 minutes. So prepare yourself for little series of, of content that come through and are going to really be comprehensive in a short manner. The big thing about this is that these are our crucial conversations. They are the story that we are going to tell together. So what is a crucial conversation? Why is this called the Crucial Conversation Podcast? In the book, Crucial Conversations by Patterson, Grenny, McMillan, and Switzer. They define a crucial conversation as a discussion between two or more people, where one, the stakes are high, two, opinions vary, and three, emotions run strong. Let me say that again for you in case you're a note taker. A crucial conversation is defined as a discussion between two or more people, when one, there are stakes that are high, two, opinions vary, and three, emotions run strong. Crucial conversations are what we're doing actually every single day. And in this show, our purpose, our aim is to have these conversations in a way that creates engagement, that creates interaction, that allows us to handle these topics with a little bit more tact and welcomeness, to be more open-minded and really accomplish the crucial action of being more open and welcoming to other opinions, beliefs, and thoughts so that we can create a community where we can grow together. That's our crucial action. And this is our opportune time. When such mediums for communication exist in today's world, we have an opportunity and almost an obligation to share information in a way that doesn't hurt people's feelings or in a way that at least doesn't result in splits and division in our culture and our community. There are going to be topics that are hard to talk about. There are going to be topics and things that are said that may offend you. But I encourage you all in this, know that our intention and our goal is to grow together. 
And so, if you haven't had a chance to, we're going to talk a lot more about it in various episodes, but check out the book, Crucial Conversations, and understand the ideas of what it means to be offended, and what happens when we're offended, and and the emotional side, and the chemistry side of what happens when we start to defend ourselves. Here, we're going to do our best to make sure that we can avoid being defensive in an attempt to truly understand, and grow, and learn together. We're going to have fun, we're going to have hard conversations, and ultimately, we're hoping that this podcast is going to be something that drives crucial conversations in your life, just like these topics have driven crucial conversations in the hosts that you'll hear about, in the business leaders that will be on this podcast, and really the community members that are learning every day how to have better, crucial conversations. So, Kairos Talks the opportune time in which to accomplish the crucial action, the Crucial Conversations podcast. Kairos is a bit of a funny story, and if you don't know a little bit about my background, I used to work and volunteer for a nonprofit for children of the incarcerated. And this nonprofit was super awesome. They did amazing things um, for children, and they really had a really amazing message to share. And there was a horse, and his name was called Kairos. And that was when I first heard... Uh, the word really explained to me and it was taught to me as God's timing. So I believe, we believe, that this is our time. That this is the time that God has ordained to allow us to have these crucial conversations. So I'm going to start talking about God for a second here. I don't want to scare anyone off because although we are going to talk about the Christian focus as it relates to these Christian conversations, sorry, as it relates to these crucial conversations, it's not just going to be for Christians. This podcast is designed for those who want to grow in their personal development, in their businesses, in their marketing, in their way of thinking, and we are going to have some Christian application really focused in in there as well, because if you are a Christian, then you know we're supposed to be set apart and we're supposed to be pursuing truth and knowledge and growth. And so we are going to be focused on the what we call the secular example of a lot of these crucial conversations, and a lot of time we're going to be able to implement a focus on the Christian application for what these crucial conversations mean as we live a life of faith. As we open this show up, and as we start to engage with our audience, we need to ask this very simple question. What are the things that you are wondering? What are the things in your life that are begging questions or that you've heard and you don't know where to go to ask them? What are the crucial conversations that you need to hear? Now, some of these crucial conversations may not necessarily be at the front of your mind because, well, what we don't know, we don't know. So we're going to have a lot of opportunities for people to ask those questions over time. But if you have something, a burning question in mind, and it's in the, the realm of science, religion, personal development, marketing, business, anything in your life that you're curious about, you want to know about college versus trade schools, We've got a significant amount of people lined up who are going to be talking about all these topics and more. But we can best work together to have these crucial conversations if you share your input, if you share what's on your mind and what's on your heart. So in order to best facilitate this conversation, we've created a Facebook group called the Kairos Talks Facebook Group. This is where you can dialogue about your journey in personal development. This is where you can dialogue about the questions that you have and really ask them. 
We're going to be able to discuss those questions on the podcast, create videos, and try and bring in various thought leaders in various circles to answer that question so that we can view the answers to that question from the various different perspectives. No question is too small and no question is too big. We're going to try and discuss as much as we can for as long as we can so that the crucial conversations that you need are here in this community. So we invite you to be in this community. We invite you to go join our Facebook group. We invite you to share a podcast and be a part of the Crucial Conversations podcast. Welcome to Kairos Talks. With anything that we do, we need to have a very good idea of what it looks like to have success. So a variety of thought leaders in the leadership and personal development spaces have commented on what this looks like. We their books such as The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey and High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. There's even Start With Why by Simon Sinek. We're going to take a look at a concept that is kind of formed from all three of those books combined. We're going to look at two different frameworks that help us identify the best way to tap into what our why is. Why it is that we get up in the morning. Why it is that we act with integrity. Why it is that we do what we do and live how we live. We're going to start with why. Let's first look at Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Stephen Covey premises that one of the most important mechanisms for which we can determine success is to start with the end in mind. In his book, he takes you through a little bit of a visual journey, and it makes you stop right in the first couple pages. And he says, imagine you walk into a church. You walk down the center aisles, and you've got wooden pews on either side, and as you walk down this kind of carpeted floor, you look up and you see a little podium where one of your friends or family is sitting there or standing there talking about someone's life, someone that you know. And as they go through and they describe the various exploits and the stories and the laughs and the cries, the positive things and the negative things that this person did, how they lived their life and the last speech that's going to commemorate all that happened from when they started living all the way until they said their goodbyes. And as you're sitting there listening to this person talk, somewhere in there you realize that they are saying your eulogy. They are saying the story of what you did in your life. They are saying the story of the impact that you had in others' lives around you, in your community, in your workplace, with your family, with your friends. And he, and he says, what is your eulogy? What is the speech that is given at the end of your life? What is it that people remember most about you when that time comes? He says to stop, pause right here where you are, and you need to look at what happens at the end. Keeping the end in mind, what is it that you want people to remember about you? What is the story of your life? So, right now, if that's something that, that connects with you, if you think that's something you really connect to and that you can use to really get clarity about how you want to live your life and see you know, where you are today versus what that story being told then is, then I encourage you, at the end of this show, make sure to take a few minutes and just get your journal out, get a piece of paper out, and start writing about what that story is that's told. Now, personally, 
Um, I'm a man of many words. That's typically one of the reasons you actually start a podcast. Um, but for me, I was sitting here listening or actually reading this book. And at one point in time, teaching this book to a group at this marketing firm I used to work at. And I'm reading this and understanding how powerful this could be in my own life. But, but for some reason, it just wasn't clicking. I, I couldn't jump on this train and I don't know, it just, it just didn't work for me. And so I kind of went a long time and, and, I, and I did the exercise and it was cool. But honestly, to sit down and read a couple paragraphs or, you know, a couple pages it really just wasn't, wasn't my style at this point in time. And so I, I didn't get it. And so then a couple years later, I stumbled across another author who's, we'll talk about a lot of his content as well, but Brendan Bouchard. And in his book, High Performance Habits, he describes another important possibility for exploring our impacts in our friends, families, and communities. This is what I grabbed onto, and I remember it vividly. I was sitting outside of a coffee shop that unfortunately is closed down nowadays. It was early in the morning, I was getting my cup of joe on, and I was just ready to seize the day. I'm sitting there reading this book, and this is something to the effect of what the book said. Brendan Mouchard asks the question, what is written on your headstone? He says, on your headstone, you had a couple key components. One, you've got your name, what people called you, what you were known as, the name, maybe a nickname below that, but, but your name, your identity. The second thing you've got on there is, is the date of your birth and a dash mark and the day that you died. And right below that, you have room for three words. You have room for three words that represent that dash mark. Three words that represent all of who you are, all of who you've been, and all of the impact that you've had in your community, in your family, in your friend's life. And he said, at the end of your life, if people were to talk about who you are, if they were to talk about Jacob or Sally or Sarah or Chad, what would be the three words they described to you that bring to mind who you were in their life? And I was sitting in this coffee shop and I was like, you want me to sum up my entire possible life into three words. You want me to take all of who I am, all of who I want to be, all of what I'm going to mean to other people and sum it up into three words? Challenge accepted. All right, let's go. So, sitting in this coffee shop early morning, working on it. The first time I was working on it, I found like 15 words. And then I got down to like nine words. And then I got down to five words. And finally, I landed on three words. And I encourage you, if you are someone who is trying to figure out what you're doing and where you're going, Take some time. It took me over an hour to find my three words. And, and I think it happened over a couple of days because I need to come up with a couple words, think about it, cross some words out, mix some words together, look up synonyms, antonyms, all that kind of stuff before I found the words that I wanted to be remembered by at the end of my time. For the sake of example, I'm going to share with you guys my three words. These are the three words that are going to help shape a lot of this podcast. They're the three words that are going to um, maybe even change for me over time as I as I grow into the person I'm meant to be and as I build my family. And I encourage you, take some time, whether it be the eulogy or the three words. I didn't really like the eulogy method, but I loved the three words method. So, here are my three words. 
The first word for me is God-fearing. Once upon a time, I was a bit of a jerk. Still am some days, but for the most part, I like to think that I'm a decent human being. Not necessarily a nice guy, but a decent guy, a good guy. I was a bit of a jerk, and what happened was God met me in a pretty broken place. He healed me, or started to heal me, and called me to be a Christian. And it was kind of a dramatic change. A lot of my friends at that time even told me, um, you know, quote-unquote, he'll be back. He won't be part of the Christian circle for, for too long. They thought it was related to a girl, and, you know, it's been nine or ten years now, and, and I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, it changed my life. It changed me into a, a much more gracious person. It changed me into someone who cares a lot more about people and not so much about myself. And, and not saying if you don't know Jesus that you don't care about other people, but that that was me. Again, like I said, I was a bit of a, a jerk to the extreme, right? So the first thing I want people to, to recognize about me, to remember about me, is, is that I'm God-fearing. And I'm aware it's hyphenated. It's one word, hyphenated. The second word for me is kind. There's a time in my life, uh, specifically my second business that I had launched, and I was full-time in this business, and, you know, it was it was pretty good. You know, there was some extenuating circumstances that kind of forced me to go into this business. But due to some mental warfare, probably some spiritual warfare, and a variety of circumstances, I sank into this really deep depression that ultimately led to me crashing this business into the ground. And to a point that I was able to somewhat recover over time, but there were several months during this time where I had to choose between eating and paying my bills. I had to choose between driving home to where I lived and either sleeping in my car or crashing at a friend's house because the gas to go from work to home, being that it was over 100 miles from the office to my house, um, was just too much money to spend at that time. And during that time, when I couldn't afford food, when I couldn't really afford a place to lay my head, it was kind people who saved my life. It was kind people who spoke into my life and helped me understand that I'm valuable, that helped me understand that I have a purpose and I have to keep going. And it's those kind people that are honestly part of the reason I'm here today. So my goal is to be kind so that I can be the remembered person, that I can be this person who speaks life and hope into someone who's going through what I once went through. And honestly, I know that people are going through worse. And if that's what kindness meant to me, I can only imagine what it means to other people. The third word for me is present. We live in a culture, in a community that idolizes technology and social media over relationships. We live in the opportunity for the most abundant communication ever in the history of the world, and yet there's the highest number of depressions and suicide that has ever existed. Social media, the cell phones, they basically control our culture. And I believe that if we can be more present, if I can be more present in the relationships that I have, then I can make a difference simply by letting people know that they are valued. So, my word is present. My three words are God-fearing, kind, and present. They go off on my phone once or twice a day to remind me and really be a check. Am I living up to those three words today? And honestly, some days I fail. But you know what? It's way better to have a benchmark to fail by than to live life just wondering. Wondering around with no direction. So I encourage you, find 
your find your end goal, find the end that you have in mind. Whether it be a eulogy or three words or some other method that you have found works for you, take the time, invest in yourself, and watch the results come. Watch what happens when you have direction and clarity on who you want to be and how you want to live. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.